Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 215. And today I have a fantastic topic for you. We're talking all about educational brands and, you know, how should they be treating instructional coaches? What are some of the things that they should be doing? What are some of the things they should not be doing? Before we get into that topic, let me introduce my my good co-host today. Sue Vincent, how are you today? Welcome back to Ask the Tech Coach. Hey, it's great to be back. And yeah, sometimes these days I feel like it is an introduction (laughs) because we've been kind of in and out. Um, We've had some other guests. Jeff has been... uh, working with and with the start of school we've all been busy as many of you out there listening have been and i do hope everybody out there has had a smooth start to the year and we've made it through august those of us who have been in school so now uh, one of my principals today called it settling into september it has been settling in and if this is the first time you're listening to this episode maybe it's the first time you found the podcast welcome uh, it is good to see yes. you it is good to hear from you uh sue why don't you do a quick uh 10 second introduction of yourself and 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 why are you awesome <laughs> why am i awesome i don't know about that but i am a tech coach uh technology integration specialist for christian academy school system here in louisville kentucky and new albany indiana i've been a tech coach for over 15 years and love what I do, love building relationships with teachers and sharing new things. Um, I also serve on the board of directors for the Kentucky Society for Technology and Education. And um, as always, I enjoy uh, co-hosting this podcast with Jeff here. And it's always good when Sue is around. There's a lot of good stuff happening here. For those of you who are first time, my name is Jeff. And, you know, I'm an instructional coach for digital learning in a great uh, country uh school district in connecticut i'm excited about a few things sue i know we haven't talked in a while uh i just got named again into the mie expert program they just announced all that stuff and on top of that um i'm now an mie fellow which is like it's a i don't want to say the word higher that's not the right way of looking at it but basically the mie program has a bunch of fellows i think there's only like 20 or something like that around the country and then each region has three i think i'm saying that right Mm -hmm. um but then the mie fellows are essentially uh, working with microsoft to organize the regions and then the regions organize the states and the states organize then the hip phones connected to the so that's really really cool i'm excited about that um where i'm excited because the uh isti community leaders group is starting up again so if you've ever listened to our, our other podcast over on the isti community leaders uh channels it's called the edge um we've got that that's going to be starting back up again don't forget if you're out there listening to this isti um proposals it is isti proposal season right so the proposals are out you can head on over to isti conference.org sign on up 
Sue, I think the proposals are due by the end of the month. So it's not a very it's long window. Yes. We got to get through that. Other good news to share. Um, I have two sessions that uh, have been approved for TCEA, uh, the Texas conference um is doing a coaching specific um conference this year in addition to the other great stuff that they're doing and i have two sessions one of them is all about coaching newsletters so if you like all my coaching newsletter stuff over on askthetechcoach.com you can hear that session and we're still trying to figure out what that other one is it might be websites it might be a few other topics it might even be this topic. You never know. Yeah. Oh, I have another tidbit. Yeah. I got, um, found out this week that I will be presenting at FETC, the Future of Education. That is a big deal. And you know what that means, Sue? You get a chance to ride the monorail again, right? Well, it's in New Orleans this year. They're never mind. Across <laughs> the South to New Orleans. There's no monorail in, in New Orleans. I know. I'm going to miss it being in Orlando. There is a little bit of COVID that I found out, but there's not a monorail. <laughs> exactly. So I'm so excited. It'll be uh, talking about two-hour workshop on digital feedback. So there'll be lots of participation, engagement, time to create your own things, and just talking about feedback. Lots of great stuff happening, and I encourage you out there, head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Scroll on down to the bottom. We have three links for you to join our instructional coaches group. One of them is on Facebook. Sue, we just crossed a major milestone, over a 1,000 yes. instructional coaches and digital learning leaders that we're serving. I'm excited about the great stuff happening in that group. Yes, yeah, so many great conversations happening. All of the buzz about the beginning of school and how are you doing x how are you doing y and z just great conversation and collaboration happening over there and if you're if you are in that group do us a favor reach out say hello you know we want to make this group as busy as possible especially now that the year's starting i've been putting out some polls um i even tried to do my first facebook video although I'll be honest, I don't know if you saw it, Sue, that the, uh, there's no ducking on the music. So I, I did this great video with my kid, the kids, and then I put music over top of what I was saying instead of underneath of what I was saying. But you know what? We're all here to learn and work together, and we'll be doing a few of those as we go through here. But um, So check out everything. There's a lot of great stuff. Last week, Sue, we did a show all about digital citizenship. And we had our good friends Jamie Donnelly on and Mary Alice Curran. And that was episode 214. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of digital citizenship stuff on this on this podcast. I'm very proud of the work that we've done over the last few weeks. And we're going to continue doing it. Do you do a lot of digital citizenship uh, with your students, with your teachers? Yes, we, we try to incorporate that as much as possible. Um, for our school system, our library media specialists take care of a lot of that. Of course, we're encouraging the teachers in the classroom to use those teachable moments, but our media specialists take care of a lot of that and just have those discussions age, appropriate, age appropriately for our students. It is such an important topic. Uh, we, you know, Mary Alice Curran is the everything of, of digital citizenship. And Jamie Donnelly is the everything of identity automation and, and digital identity and helping students figure out their online identity and all that great stuff. If you haven't had a chance to check out that episode, it is 214 over at Ask the Tech Coach. Certainly check it out. And so today's topic is an interesting one. Um, I'll do one last announcement. Um, I recently got a phone call asking if I would do a webinar. It's coming up in the next couple of weeks here. Um, certainly make that announcement once we nail down dates and stuff like that. But basically, we were talking about ed tech companies, ed tech brands, 
And we, we were talking a little bit about how does an ed tech company reach its target market? And this was a big thing that we were talking about at ISTE uh, while we weren't riding the monorail because it's, yes, it was in exactly. New Orleans. <laughs> but with that, you know, and, and I've talked to a lot of ed tech companies, big, small startups in the last 11 years, and they either say, how do I get in front of teachers or how can I reach the superintendents? Because they are the ones with the pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. I'm on a quest. And I'm on a quest to say to these companies, I think you're missing the point of all of this because it's the instructional coaches really that make that, or should in my world, of course, that, sh- that make the school district spin around. And if you really want to get you know traction with your application or your website, service, curriculum, whatever, you got to spend some time learning a little bit about instructional coaches. How do you feel about that concept? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just like with anything, building a relationship is going to be important. So, you know, if you want to, um, what's the word I'm looking for, sell your product or get that product into teachers' hands, ultimately, you know, that relationship is going to have to be built. So, yes, you need to learn to speak the language and build that relationship, which we're going to dive a little deeper in in our conversation. And today we're going to throw a bunch. I think we were we were aiming for five things. We, we might do more. And I promise you, one of these things might be a controversial topic. Um, Sue, have you had a chance to talk uh, to many ed tech companies, you know, maybe outside of ISTE? I mean, do you is that something that you do in your in your position? Yeah. So, yeah, over my years of coaching, I've been able to develop relationships with various instructional companies and kind of figure out the ins and outs of the way they work and um, trying to teach them as they teach me of, you know, how do I deal with them versus how do they deal with me as a coach? I think there's a few things that we need to figure out with all of this stuff. And if any of these things are controversial or if you'd like to help us add to this list, um, let us know. Head on over to our Twitter account at Ask the Tech Coach. You can certainly talk about it in the thread that we have over on our Facebook group for our Instructional Coaches Network. But I think one of the first things that we have to work with our ed tech brands are is to help them understand. And this sounds silly. What is an ed? What is an instructional coach? And what is the role that they play in the school district? I think it's that simple. Yeah, because they're coming at this from a business standpoint. They're trying to sell something. And, you know, at that point, that's what they care about is selling their product. But as coaches, we're being an advocate for the teachers of, okay, we need to make them understand why do we need this product? Why do we even need to try out your product? It's the concept that, you know, coaches are not teachers, but they are. They're, we're all certified teachers and, and we speak teacher, which we'll talk about this in a second because, you know, we don't speak IT. We'll save that for a few minutes from now. Right, you know, right. And on the flip side, we're not administrators, but we have a lot of leadership abilities and capabilities. And, you know, we have influential powers and things like all of that. So it's the we are in that middle. Treat us as such. Make sure that we have the influencer knowledge, but at the same time, make sure that we have the curriculum and the pedagogy for your particular app, website, product, service, etc. cetera. Um, obviously, we don't control the money. But some might say that we do because if if, if our tech directors look at us and say, should we do this, that opinion goes a long way. And depending on the relationship you've built with that administrator and IT person, 
they may or may not trust you and you may um, put that decision over the top. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, the last thing I always say on this is we don't teach students, but we do. So, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that when we're having these conversations, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care about all the perks. I don't care about the swag at ISTE. Is this going to help my students? You need to convince me that this is good for my kids. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the bottom line. And what we're all ultimately there for is for the students at the end of the line. Now, the second thing I always want to say, and this kind of rolls into that first thing, but speak to us in teacher language, not corporate language. And, you know, I've been at ISTE over a decade now, and I've done so many interviews at ISTE. I always giggle when I hear people having conversations through my microphone talking about their solutions. And yes. for me, that's still a silly word. And I get it. And I'm kind of over that. I maybe, maybe I'm not right now, but you know, I don't want to hear about your solution. Talk to me about your app. Talk to me about your website. Talk to me about your printer. Talk to me about your curriculum. Don't talk to me about your solution because printers are what kids use solutions. Kids don't use solutions. So I don't want to hear words that don't relate to how I'm going to use it in my class. I can't sell my fifth grade class on a solution. Exactly. It's what I was referencing a while ago. Don't use the businesses. Use the educator language that we're going to understand, that we're going to relate to, and then in turn be able to explain that to the teachers with whom we work with. It's the know your audience, right? Obviously, audience one is you're talking to coaches, but audience two, I want to be able to take this video and share it with somebody. So you not only have to be worrying about your audience, but your audience times two of who's your audience going to send it to. Um, teachers are not looking at your ed tech brand. I am because I'm interested, but I want to be able to take this video that I'm learning from that you've made and pass it on right so again you know speak in my language and speak in the language of my uh people if you will right and as a coach myself i'm not looking for that sales pitch language i'm looking for what is it going to do this is going to sound selfish but what's it going to do for me <laughs> now you, you have a, a a quote here that i thought was interesting tell us a little bit about this quote yeah so this is actually um a, a tech brand here in Kentucky, very good friend. And he's been, he's one of those that develops a relationship with his, um, can, with his people. Uh, Keith Frank, proven learning ed tech sales. They, they sell interactive panels, uh, the grade cam software and those types of things. And here's something he says, and this is in his bio on their website, trust, but verify relationships with vendor partners and customers are grounded in performance and trust but verifying what you've been told is always an important aspect of purchases and support. And this is coming from the brand, the vendor's mouth. He's the salesperson, but he gets it. He's actually been an educator in the past and he gets it and he knows the language to speak. And I've always respected Keith for that. So shout out Keith Frank, if you're listening. Now, Understanding what a coach is, that's important. Understanding how a coach speaks, learns, things like that, um, I think that's important. Let's talk a little bit about the next one here. So what's the, what's the third thing that we want to be sharing with ed tech brands when we talk to them about how to support us in our classrooms and in our positions? Well, 
um, one big thing is what resources do they have to share? You know, you need to have those training resources available so that the coaches don't always feel like they need to make their own tutorials all the time, or even ultimately the teachers having to make a tutorial for the students. So it's so important to have those resources because just like in a district, when we buy an app, a piece of software, and we disseminate it out to the teachers, we're not going to hopefully do that without training them. Same thing with ed tech companies. When you sell us something, provide us the resources that we need to disseminate it properly. You know, you know who's been doing a really good job at this? This isn't going to surprise you. Canva. Yes. Right. Canva's been been pumping out content of, you know, I've been watching their series recently on Canva for journalism. And it's going into things like brand kit and and templates and and animation graphics and and how they connect to things like the bitmojis and stuff. And they've also got one for Canva for educators and yes, it's how to make a template. Simple how to, newsletters, temp, all, yes, it, awesome. all of that stuff that I love Canva, but I don't have time to re to, to watch your video and remake it for my teachers. And Google does a good job with this. Mike, you know, Mike Tolson at Microsoft does a good job at this too. You know, these little bite-sized things. And obviously right now, you know, we're in the rise of um you know, one minute videos. So a lot of these companies are doing these one minute, two minute, three minute videos. And those are great because we as coaches, we get excited about these things and we want to pass it on. But teachers don't want to open up our newsletters and see 15 minutes of a video. Exactly. So those short snippets are so important in, um, you know, making a name for yourself in the ed tech world to the educators that are the ones that you want to reach. And I think there's a difference between doing a commercial video, like here's my product, here's the features, and you know, here's how you use Canva to connect to Google Classroom. Absolutely. And, and here's how you create a graphic and do something educational with it. Like help us and save time with that. And I yes. think that's important. Efficiency. And there's other companies that do that too, right? Um, but it really is there. Um, Let's move on because I think that's an obvious, just making sure that we have the, this stuff. The fourth one that I want to talk a little bit about is the concept of being there for us, right? If a coach wants to reach, you name the company, we're probably going to do it through social media. Having a social media presence is important. Being active on that social media presence is important. Making sure that, you know, or, you know, Hey, Sue, thanks a lot. Let me DM you this. And then you take the conversation offline. Because, you know, if we're going to be reaching out to companies on social media, it's probably on, on behalf of our teachers. Yeah, and I think that's evolved over the years. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time in the coaching world, attending conferences. But social media has definitely become more of the place to connect with the vendor. Used to it would be email back in the day, the email listservs and all of that that you may be a part of and the Google groups. And that's just evolved now into social media with LinkedIn and all of those things to get connections. So the last thing here is this concept of trials, demos, etc. And I got to say, I'm kind of on the fence with this concept. Where are you, Sue, with this idea that, that ed tech brands should be giving out free 
accounts, freebies, and I'm not talking swag, right? Like yes. this is this is different than here's a button, here's a candy bar, here something like that. But free accounts to teachers, coaches, etc. Right. In my dealings with vendors, I have grown to appreciate and enjoy the fact that a lot of them give out free trials or a, you know try the swivel camera for two months and decide, try it before you buy it. I appreciate that because if I am talking to you at a conference and you're so excited about your product, well, give it to me to try. Let me try it. Let me see if I like it before I go trying to tell my teachers about it. Cause I'm not going to get excited it's kind of like a learning style. I need to see it and try it myself and get my hands on it. Just like students sometimes learn better to get their hands on it. I'm not going to know what it does and understand what it does unless I get to try it myself. And I think that's where I disagree. And, and my philosophy and, and please, when you're listening to this, yell at me on Twitter, let me have it. <laughs> but my philosophy is if a company gives you a free right? A free swivel cam, right? Uh, a free trial, a free something. They are now saying to you, um, please do our job for us. Please sell this app, our website, sell this subscription to your school district on our behalf. And the concept of here's a two month free trial. I I'm just completely against because what is a teacher going to do with a two-month free trial? They're either, A, never going to use it. B, they're going to fall in love with it. And then what happens? Their district might say no. And now they're, they've got their class involved. they got their curriculum involved. And now they don't have access to it. Yeah, and I use strategies for that kind of thing. Like I make it at the end of the year or something like that to see if that's something we'll be interested as we get ready to roll over a new budget or something to that effect. So there is strategy behind the free trial thing with me when I go that route. I, I And I would say the same thing to any company that's doing an eight-month trial. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to give it to me in, at ISTE. I'm going to start using it in September. And then by the time the school year is ready to go, it's going to drop out what are we doing here? Right. Um, I, I'm just not a big fan of this. I'm not a big fan of, of the trials and the demos. Now, what I am a fan of is, you know, if my district is buying it, let me have it for the summertime while my district is dealing with the contracts, right? Like that sometimes the contract process, the onboarding, sometimes yeah. that takes time. Yes, let me see it be. first. Let me deal with your customer success managers. Let me build my, so that way when we launch it, we launch. It's different than, you know, Hey Sue, here's a free widget of something. And you go sell it to your kids. Cause quite frankly, you're going to take that not knowing I mean, hopefully if you're an instructional coach, you know this, but you might not know and go, I'm going to try this. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use this with my teacher. But that company has never signed your acceptable use policy. That company was never vetted by your, by your IT department, by your curriculum department. That company might not have ever been, uh, you know, rostering, you know, all of those different things. It might be something that your school district has said, 
no. And I'll, I'll give you an example. And I'm, this is just a random example. But, you know, um, District A uses Nearpod and suddenly you have an eight-month trial to Pear Deck. <laughs> and you want to use Pear Deck because you just got it for free, but your district is a Nearpod school district. And there's a lot of other examples like that, but I was just choose, choosing two that were in the same space. Right. And that's where it's going to be important to know where your own role stands within your district. You know, are you that influencer? Do you work closely with the IT department in vetting? So in my case, really in both school systems I've worked for as a tech coach, I've been part of that vetting team. So, you know, I can pick and choose and I know who I can bring in and who I can improve to try and things like that. So it's important to know kind of where you are in the scheme of things there. And just to be clear, this is different than my district is thinking about using Nearpod. Can I have a three month trial while the district is checking it out? That's not what we're talking about. This is the going to a, you know, and, and it might be, you know, you, you go to an ed conference or something and you win the raffle prize and the raffle prize is a six month. What am I going to do with this? It's not approved by my district. What, what am I, what am I going to do with this thing? Is it me? I don't know. Well, we, and like I said, we all have different approaches and kind of different places within our district of where we are in, you know, that influencing phase. I also find it interesting and, and push back at me on this. When you go to ISTE, there are companies that are very much to the word. You are a government employee. I cannot give you free things. And then you go to the next booth and they're giving out jackets and T-shirts and swag. And here's a free thing. And here's a, here, you know, here's a, here's a dongle for your laptop. And here's like, wh- wh- who's following the rules and who's not following the rules? Uh, yeah, that's always hard to say. Right. And, and me personally, I don't keep up with all that too much. I just kind of find out what I want to find out from who I want to find it out from and move along my merry way. It is an interesting topic. Um, like I said at the top of the show, I am, I'm using this platform here to put together a webinar and trying to figure out how to, how to use these kind of ideas. Because my audience for that webinar, Sue, is the CEOs. Like, I'm going to have the opportunity to talk to these people about how do they approach the instructional co- coaching position. We are not affiliates, right? Like, it's not sign up your district and I'll give you a cookie, right? It, it should not be that. I do not work for you. I work for my district. I work for those students. I support my teachers, and just uh, uh, having this understanding of it's like uh, uh, it's a business, but I'm the door that gets you into the t- onto the table. If that makes any sense for you, yeah, we can't wait to hear your all's comments of you know what yeah. <laughs> defense do you fall on? <laughs> yes, if you have any comments, Sue, what's your Twitter account these days? <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at, don't at Sue. You can find me at teacher caster at ask the tech coach all you want. And, you know, I, I'm interested in learning what you guys think about this subject because more and more, and this is a good thing. C- companies are waking up to realize that tech coaches, instructional coaches exist. Let's use this and we'll figure things out. So Sue, I, I I'm interested in seeing things out. And I think that's why I'm excited about our, our Facebook group, over a thousand coaches all together. Yes. Check everything out over at ask the tech coach.com. And if, and if you don't like this topic and you're still listening, 
share another topic with us suggest another topic we're doing a lot of great things and i'm looking forward to a good school year i know my school year is already starting off like amazing had some great times doing things we actually um have a building the building that i work in is getting replaced so we look out the window and there is a construction site it is gorgeous but one of the things that i'm working on right now with one of my fourth grade teachers is we're building a time lapse video and we're and we're and we're doing that through Google Slides. So they take a picture through the Google Slide. They put it on the Google Slide presentation. The, it's not an 8 by 11 or a 16 mm-hmm. by 9. It's We made it vertical. So that way every day we take a new picture and we put it on the template and it looks like a, a you know, vertical rectangle, has the date, has the day of school. And after 180 days, and hopefully this building is going to go up, we'll have a time lapse. I think that we're going to have a great time with that. That's, That's another exciting. way to, you know, yes, we're doing a time-lapse video, but I'm teaching them slides, images, frames, uh, you know, all of those digital learning skills. That way we can now bring those into the curriculum. What a perfect real world situation there. It's great. You know, somebody, we, we were talking earlier with another coach um, across the country and he's like, use this time-lapse app. And I said, that's great, but then like I'm using the app or the teacher is using the app. But this way you can crowdsource the project and maybe today I make a picture and tomorrow you make the picture the next yes. day. And we're all responsible for putting this stuff together. So I'm looking forward to it. It is interesting. You know, when we came back from the summertime and there's, you know, is it rebar or whatever that's like, it's rebar. There, there's a, there's, there's a corner of the building starting to go. It's, it's really, really cool. That's um, exciting. So, Sue, what are you doing these days? How's, how's the, the beginning of the school year treating you? What are you excited about? Well, this is my fifth year beginning at the school system I'm with now, one of our smoothest starts, and um, it, it's just it feels normal again. And, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but it just feels normal, and everybody's so excited about that. You know, it was kind of a rough year again last year, but this, so far it's just been great to be back great building those relationships we want to hear from you guys reach on over on our website ask the tech coach check out all of our blogs over 212 uh podcasts lots of great freebies and we want to hear from you guys on twitter at ask the tech coach and if you want to go after me on these opinions please feel free um i'd love to know how you want to be treated by ed tech companies and how you should feel when ed tech companies reach out to you guys that wraps up this episode of ask the tech coach stay tuned next week on monday we're going to be releasing a brand new episode featuring another hot topic until that time for sue and everybody here on teacher cast my name is jeff bradbury reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.